system. The Money Show. Other people's money. That was cheerful. Sorry about that. Other people's money tonight with this guy. Magnificent. Okay, okay, we can stop, George. We're going to turn ourselves into a nightclub and then we'll have an illegal gathering and then Uncle Cyril will be cross. Celilo Celota is the creator of. I mean, that you just feel like you're loving that every moment. I mean, you've done it, I'm sure, a thousand times. Does it still feel as good when you get that going? Does it still feel good? It feels great and I feel I still have to do more of it, Bruce. Uh, good evening. It's been, I mean, the, the jazz scene isn't easy, even in great times. They're not that many clubs. They're not that many venues. Um, it's not mainstream. I mean, it must have been even considerably harder for you guys in lockdown than it was for, for many. It has been very hard um, to many jazz musicians. And I think it was better for those jazz musicians who found themselves within the the, the, the academic space whereby they, um, they went into lecturing and uh, yeah, very few actually, but most of the jazz musicians really had it hard. Yep. When did you start? When did you first pick up a musical instrument? Because I mean, everything I look about, uh, at online about you suggests you, you didn't start, you know, you weren't Mozart. You didn't start before the age of four um, and uh, <laughs> sort of have, have access to musical instruments. I, I'm, I'm curious as to when you first picked up an instrument. Actually, I've come to a realization as, as now I'm putting together uh, almost a a, a documentary or, or picture of, or I'm trying to create either a, a film based on it or uh, uh, so. But now when I try to put things together, I'm beginning to discover that a musical instrument was not necessarily the guitar, the modern guitar that I'm playing today or the modern piano that I got exposed to later. I think the musical instruments started with me, those uh, primitive or those uh, homemade instruments. That was my first musical instrument because it made music. When you, what, when, what are you talking about? Are you picking up, talking about picking up a stick and bashing a tin or you maybe bashing a pot? Um, no, defining no, a no, rhythm? No, what, talking, what was it? I'm talking about uh, an instrument that we called uh, Stolo Tolo. And Stolo that Tolo. instrument, yes, I would, you know, I saw my uncles taking a, a five liter gallon uh, empty tin, smash it on one side. And then, and then it, it will have a rising type of uh, uh, shape. Then they would, the old, the old uh, tubes from, from car, car tires, the old tube, the red one, mm. they would use those and, and make four of them and then tune them, tune them according to musical notes. And preferably they would choose the first note, which is the door, and the and the fourth note, which is the far, and this and the fifth note, the the, the soul. And because that would give us a, a harmonic motion mostly based on South African music that was based mm. on a one and a four and a five progression. So that is how I started. I started playing musical progression on that instrument before I knew what a progression is. 
Did you ever have any formal training? I mean, go to music lessons and sit with a book and be told, you know, A, B, C, D, E. Um, you know, was there ever that kind of lesson, that kind of coaching? It happened later on in my life. When I came back from, from uh, working in the mines, yes, um, I, I did enroll at a school, uh, an academy called FUBA Academy in Johannesburg, which was in Newtown. But later on, I also went to University of Cape Town, where I graduated in a, a, a degree in a Bachelor of Music, uh, measuring in composition and arrangement. Fabulous. Now, and you, you talk about the mines, and you, you have had to hustle. I mean, you, as a kid, you were selling fruit at school. You sold apples on trains. You, you worked in Carltonville on, on gold mines. You were an usher at the market yes. theatre. And I, I suppose it was in that market theatre precinct where suddenly the possibilities of music and what it could do for you because it's in your blood, you feel it, you understand rhythm, you understand that there is something special going on here, that actually there are better ways to make a living um, and uh, or more profitable ways to make a living. Um, and, and maybe music could be that way. Yes, yes. It was at the market theatre where I saw the, the possibilities um, because I was working at this club, uh, Keep His Jazz Club, and that's when I, I bought my first guitar, which was a 150 rands worth of guitar. But I realized that either early in the, in, the, in the afternoon or late after I finished cleaning in the club, some musicians will hang around and start uh, doing what they call jam session. And I would take my acoustic guitar from the back, which was where, where I was washing the glasses and the dishes. I would, I would sneak it at the back there. And then I'll take my guitar out and start jamming with them. Then I realized... If I can follow some of the things they are doing, I'm so much close to being able to play with them on stage. And very soon I, I found myself, uh, when the club is not busy, getting on stage and jamming with a, a band that is booked for that, for that night. We're talking to Salailo Selota. He is a jazz musician. He's telling us his tale. Um, I'm curious as to what he thinks about money. Um, his first song that he wrote himself took 12 years to make it onto an album. Um, it's not an easy road. It's not an easy road, but he's changed lives with his art form. We'll talk to him more in a moment. The Money Show. Other people's money. Zelailo Selota is our other person this evening and other people's money. Um, that first song that you write, and that's Sesheho, and that's where your dad comes from. Yes. You write it in 1988, but it's only released in the year 2000. I mean, it does give us a sense, I think, of the scale and the time that it takes for you to establish yourself. Yeah, um, but, you know, that was the first song, and it was written out of... Um, out of, uh, I think it was the first time that I found myself uh, thinking very hard. I was on a on a on a mainline train um, going to Polokwane, where I I heard that you know that where I was going to meet my father for the first time, and and when I you know realized that he lived. Zelilo. Oh no, we've lost him. Selailo Selota um, is our other person in other people's money this evening. And he's telling us fabulous stories of growing up with not too many opportunities to 
practice the craft, the art of making music, certainly not getting access as you know, some little children in privileged circumstances today or some kids in different countries. I mean, my father-in-law was a jazz musician and you know, he got his break uh, as a kid in the north of England uh, by going off to the Salvation Army. And they, you know, he went and he said, oh, I'd like to learn to play music. And they said, well, he has an accordion. He has an accordion. You can learn on this. And he was, well, that's quite, not quite what he had in mind. But he took the accordion and he went home and he you know, squeezed and squashed the accordion and he learned to play the accordion. He went for some lessons and he got some basics in music and then a clarinet became available. Um, and he played that clarinet all of his life. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful music. And he had the, uh, an incredible gift. Um, but, you know, South Africa's structure is not like that. The Salvation Army, I don't think, handed out musical instruments to nearly the same extent in South Africa. When, when do you first get um, a, a guitar? Because the guitar, I think, is your weapon of choice. You play the piano, you play the guitar. Um, but uh, my sense of it is that your favorite instrument if you're allowed to have a favorite would be the guitar my favorite is the guitar because of its portability uh, i can mm. take it anywhere i can take it to the park talk to right. me about talk talk to me about money because you understood this idea of wealth building very very young because uh, like many uh, rural kids in africa you were looking after cattle as a boy and you understood i think the principles of of growth and compounding um, uh, by by watching the seasons and by watching the animals and by watching the breeding and by watching the cycle of life and understanding that there was value being created all around you um, as you looked after as you looked after herds of cattle. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Well, I think for me, everything that has been um, that I've I've learned in my life from the first time I saw how uh, valuable saving is, uh, has taught me a lot. It, so even when I was in the mines, I was able to save some money and still send some to my mother, even though there was not much to, to, to I was able to split that money and open my, my first bank account. Uh, of course, that time with Allied Building Society, you know, and um, later on, I learned, I got to learn that buying my first instrument, a very good uh, instrument, the, my first guitar was really a true investment. What was that first guitar? Was it a big name? Was it uh, a it was jobbing a, guitar? <laughs> it was a big name. It was an Ibanez, an Ibanez uh, George Benson and, and endorsed guitar, George Benson modeled guitar. Good. I bought it for like 2600 and um, I learned great lessons with that guitar because I, I realized that later on, in, in, a, in a year's time, I could make more money with that guitar, playing music, good music, uh, and, and actually build something with that guitar. I can tell you right now, I'm trying to buy it back from a certain professor who bought it when I was at University of Cape Town. <laughs> and he's thinking to himself, I have an heirloom. It's worth a lot of money. I hope I hope the certain professor um, is uh, is is helpful in this regard. Now, talk to me about saving money, investing money. I mean, you you learned some valuable lessons as a kid looking after the cattle. Have those lessons rubbed yeah. off on on you as an adult? They did uh, rub off a, a lot because 
I then realized that um, throughout my life, I was to put some money aside for some important development in my life. To start with, when I first uh, earned my first salary, it was in a farm whereby I, I was earning 60 cents a day. Now, that was enough for me to, at the end, buy my first uh, gray flannel trouser and a blue shirt <laughs> and, and, and tough, butter toughest shoes to go and start yeah. my standard six at school. So when I finished that, it was then later when I worked in the mines, then followed by the guitar. But from the mining, saving that little money from the mine, I later learned that I could actually now decide to go to university on my own because the reason why I ended up in the mines is because I did not, nobody was there to take me to, to, to a higher learning. And then I ended up applying to university without any money. Only when I got to university, I learned to work um, other, other days. And at the same time, I, worked, I, I learned to, to save some money to put something in while I'm applying for bursaries. So I half educated myself. And only later, when I was in my second year, I got a, I got a bursary to study. And that has been how I, I have learned to save. And, but there are much more... There is much more money that I know, which is either in money, but also even in lifestyle. I've learned that that, that is worth a lot of uh, investment. Musicians, jazz musicians often have a lot of bad habits. They, have, they like a party. They like to have a bit of fun. Have you got small Indiana <laughs> skeletons? I, I, don't, uh, I don't have a, a party type of a, a lifestyle because... Earlier on, I learned that the first thing that I need to have is to, is to when I arrived in Johannesburg, I realized that many uh, jazz musicians were living in, in, in rented flats. Uh, somebody go in, a, in, in, a, in a, a block of flats and they are renting, you know, and paying monthly, monthly uh, rent. And I think I stayed in some townhouses for two years paying rent. Um, when I saw that it was increasing almost every six months, I got annoyed and, and I used to, what happened is that I used to go to this, this uh, house selling agents. Um, you know their names. Estate so agents, I would go yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they, they would have a small office in a mall or so and so. Yeah. I would stand in front of the window every weekend until a certain lady identified that I always come there on the weekends and she oh. got out and said, you're always looking at the houses. What do you do? You can get a house. I said, can I? And she said, <laughs> yes. And that's, that was it. That was it. It's a Today, story. I do have a home. I managed to get a home for my children, which is a big investment. Brilliant. Selailo, thank you so much. Selailo Selota, jazz musician uh, and uh, just sharing with us stories of life, of hustling and working and grafting and sacrificing and succeeding. Yes.